We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Pat. And Jason, the Bulls are on a break. Finally, mercifully, the NBA has canceled the next two upcoming games for the Bulls. That would be Tuesday against the Pistons and Thursday at the Toronto Raptors. After Alizé Johnson tested positive for coronavirus today, becoming the 10th player in health and safety protocol for the Bulls. We saw Chicago run out a uh, basically a half G League lineup in their last two games, getting smoked by the Cleveland Cavaliers, getting smoked by the Miami Heat. It seems like every single day a new person within the organization, within the team, is testing positive. Uh, that includes two announcers, both Stacey King and Bill Wennington, while traveling with the team of tested positive. So the Bulls were long overdue for a little break here. Thank God Adam Silver finally stepped up and paused the games. He took way too long to do this, Jason. I think that, you know, several people got sick when they didn't have to because the Bulls were still playing games. It was abundantly clear to anyone paying attention that the Bulls should not be around each other anymore, that they should not be around anyone else. And thankfully, they have these next two games paused. The next game on the schedule would be Sunday against the Lakers. But Jason, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news that uh, Tuesday's game and Thursday's game are going to be off this week? Yeah, I mean, basically just it's about time. Uh, they probably, you could maybe argue they could have played the Cavs game. I can't remember what the exact numbers were before that game. But, like, once we got to the Heat game on Saturday, I know, like, whatever. The NBA has this whole, like, you need eight, like, minimum of eight guys available. They did have that. I think technically they, like, do have that now still for this Tuesday game. But, like, you, I mean, you look at the roster, just like a completely, just a complete 
competitive disadvantage. Like, and they were talking about like, oh, like maybe Kobe and Javante would have been able to come off the COVID list. But like, okay, so you're throwing those two guys out there fresh off the COVID list. Like the Bulls have Alex Crusoe just coming off the hamstring injury. Uh, you have they're playing like two-way guys in the rotation. Like it would just been a complete joke. And just like obviously the whole spread of this as well. You wanted to stop that too. So to have 10 guys, like ha- that's legit half your roster. Uh, they they use this hardship exception twice as well. And one of their hardship guys, Stanley Johnson, also tested positive, like right away after they signed him. He went right into the protocols. So just like enough is enough. They like, said the, the Heat game probably should have been. I think the Heat also had one or two guys in protocols. That game should probably not should not have it. And the Bulls were just really not competitive in that game at all. Uh, Zach Levine like did all he could. He had a pretty solid student, but Vucevic was terrible. And you're just playing all these bum players. And even though the Heat didn't have Jimmy or Bam either with injuries, uh, they just they played really well. The Bulls are playing a G League roster basically. When Vooch is playing that terribly as well, like it's basically Zach and total bums against any other team. Like you're not going to win those games. So just complete. And then Zach goes in with the protocols as well. Just complete competitive disadvantage. And this would have been totally unfair uh, if they would have really stuck long and hard or like steadfastly to this like minimum eight guys. Like sure, they could have kept signing these dudes off the street to have eight players. But like and that, this at some point it just bogus. So at least. Uh, the league finally came to its senses. Uh, I saw Woj tweet something about how like the Chicago, like, uh, like how whatever you call them, like the city of Chicago, like brought up like, Hey, this team like should not be playing any more games. Like they, they, and they can't really practice together as well. And like you're spreading, you could spread to other teams too, while doing this. So just like set the, stop them for a bit, let them clear themselves of this, uh, try to stop the spread as much as possible, get some guys back once they pass this. It does sound like most of these guys are asymptomatic and it's not really hitting them, hitting them that hard. But like, if you just keep like forcing through this, like you're just going to keep spreading, like keep the spread going. And if uh, the, if the protocols are going to stay where guys are missing all this time, and we've seen other teams too, and we're seeing in the NFL today, I just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter that said like 37 NFL players tested positive today. So just like, with these variants out there and the protocols, like these guys are just going to keep missing all this time. You're going to have these teams putting out just crap rosters that kills the competitiveness. Obviously you do worry about health of these guys as well, but I mean, a lot of them are, they should be vaxxed and boosted. I think most of this, I think the bulls are allegedly all vaxxed and all boosted or at least close to that. So like, it's just a mess. Uh, and it took too long for them to get to this point. I know to get to this point. Yeah, we all want COVID to be over, but unfortunately, Jace, it's not over. And I know a lot of people in my own life have tested positive for COVID lately, even after getting their booster shot or at least uh, getting both shots of the vaccine back in, you know, April or May or whenever, whenever people started receiving them. I had two close friends who are in their 30s test positive in the last week. My uncle Lou, who's in his 60s, tested positive. Uh, after he had his booster shot. So, you know, everyone needs to get their shots. They need to get their boosters. I think got my booster yesterday. Yeah, I'm getting mine in uh, in a few days too. I got that scheduled out. So that's the only way this thing is going to really finally start to die down. But, you know, you saw some dark humor from Vooch today. He tweeted (laughs) out after the Alizé Johnson news came out that, well, maybe we'll reach herd immunity by the time for the playoffs. And I got to admit the thought crossed my mind too. But there's a few things that's scary about it. I think first and foremost, like you have this basketball team traveling from city to city, interacting with people who are not just the 15 guys on the roster. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Like the Bulls have assistant coaches. They have trainers. And they're announcers. They, All right. They <laughs> they're have, dealing with it too. 
announcers, as you yeah. said. Uh, and just like arena workers is what I was thinking too. From like each stop they're making, there's bus drivers, there's people flying the planes. There are so many different people touching the team in various ways. And it seems like as every day goes by, another player in the traveling party is testing positive. Now, we don't even know what the staff looks like because those haven't been public to this point. You have to imagine they have a bunch of positive tests on the staff, too. Uh, So there was just absolutely no reason for the Bulls to continue playing games at this point. This is way overdue by the league. And you just hope that, like, no one gets seriously ill from this because even in the days of the vaccine, Uh, And the vaccine does help make symptoms more mild. I heard that, you know, Kobe White is one player who's had pretty mild symptoms. Billy Donovan said that uh, some players are asymptomatic, but that's not going to be the case for everyone, right? I mean, the players will probably be fine. But yeah, it's a lot of these other people. And I don't know what like all the mandates are for like all the work. I don't know for like the arena workers. And like, I think a lot of these people do have vaccine mandates, but uh yeah, like the players, most of them will be fine, although we've seen some players really struggle with this. doesn't seem like that's the case for the Bulls, but you never know. Yeah, all these other people that they do touch, like you said, it still uh, could it really impact them. For sure. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, my uncle who tested positive, he's fine now, but he spent two weeks really sick, you know, even though he had the booster shot yeah. and, uh, you know, both doses of the vaccine. So, yeah, people, especially older people, can still get uh, very sick from the virus, even with their shots. Please get your shots because that's one thing that can can make the symptoms more mild and can hopefully prevent the spread of this. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's overdue for the league to call these games. And, you know, I wonder, is the Lakers game even going to be played? But if you look at when guys went in, I think, protocol, yeah, I think those good guys should back. have a variety of players returning to the yeah. lineup on Sunday for that Lakers game. Kobe White, Javante Green, DeMar DeRozan, and Derek Jones Jr. would all be in the in the time frame to play that game on Sunday on the 19th against the Lakers. I still think they have to like pass some sort of testing to, you know, cardio testing to be yeah, able to condi- play, they have but- to get the conditioning back too. Like we see some of these teams, like they send guys to like the G League. I think I saw the Hornets did that with a couple of their guys because the Hornets just dealt with this have been dealing with this issue too. Like these guys. Uh, even if they're not like that symptomatic, like obviously COVID just like messes with your lungs and your conditioning. Uh, so to get back into NBA shape, like it can take some time. Uh, so like even if they do come back, like for that game, like these guys probably won't be like totally hundred uh, percent. So like they might have, they could still be totally screwed, but I would guess like since those guys won't be like on that, on that time frame for Coming back, I bet they probably will make them play that game, but uh, I guess we'll see. We just have like no idea like how this is going to keep going. Like, I mean, we'll see if other guys like who hasn't. We'll see if like Lonzo Ball like gets test positive. He's one of the few that hasn't. We know Vooch already has. Do we know? I know when like the NFL. I think there was the rule with like I it was talking about with Aaron Rodgers, where like if once you test positive, like then you like don't like there's like not an issue again for like the next like few months. I'm not sure if that's a thing in the NBA, but like, so like with all these guys, if they test positive now, like, are they basically good for the rest of the season? That's something I'd have to look into more. Uh, I'm not totally sure yet about that, but it's just, it's just all kind of a mess. And we really just don't, don't know what's uh, what the deal is going to be here. Yeah. Thankfully though, season paused. I think that the league made the decision a few days too late, but uh, better late than never. 
So good for the Bulls to have these two games off. Uh, hopefully the majority of the players like aren't feeling serious long-term side effects from the virus. And hopefully the Bulls can return to the schedule on Sunday against the Lakers because Jace, uh, before the outbreak swept through the Bulls, winners of four in a row for, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was four in a row. We just yeah. saw them beat the Nuggets yeah, in the last game. That was without DeRozan before they lost to Cleveland and Miami. So they had beaten Charlotte, New York, Brooklyn, and Denver uh, to go on a four-game winning streak, go to second in the Eastern Conference. The big discussion around the fan base was, are the Bulls a true contender? And now that discussion is paused because the entire team has COVID. So uh, hopefully they can just get this out of the way early in the season. Everyone can get healthy and stay healthy. It's nice that the Bulls have banked several uh, sort of unlikely wins, let's say, to this point. They're 17 and 10 on the season. Uh, so they already do have a little cushion in terms of the standings, even if they do come back and lose some of these next few games. They got the Lakers, then Houston, then Toronto, Indiana, Atlanta, and Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to go to that home game against Atlanta. It'll be really fun to yes. see how the Bulls match up against the Hawks at the end of December. They haven't played the Hawks yet. So uh, a winnable stretch for the Bulls here. But they're going to need their guys healthy and available. And uh, that just hasn't been the case over the last week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was our last podcast we did after that Nuggets game. And we were like all fired up. Uh, it's just the vibes were great. And now like basically every day since then, they've had at least one guy going into the protocol. So it's just been a total like 180. Uh, that's why it was great to bank all these wins uh, early in the season. Uh, winning all those games and they did have their guys. And just like with this weird COVID season still going on, another one. Uh, just banking those wins early. They're still third in the East. Uh behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Uh, so those teams, I think, I think that is, I think it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, that heat are obviously right there. I mean, the Cavs, even though the bulls game against the Cavs, like you throw, throw that away considering the bulls. Like the, I mean, the Cavs look really fucking legit. So like, uh, which is pretty crazy. And then just the East, they just have a lot of these teams have been really solid. So banking those wins was huge and we'll see when they actually start up again. Um, obviously looking just at like how these last couple of games, there's just so little to take from it, given the rotations that, I mean, I think what, I think Alfonso McKinney, who they brought in, I think he played almost 30 minutes against the heat. Like, just like, what can you take from that? But let's talk a bit more about Vooch just because like he has been here these with these last couple of games 
And he was absolutely atrocious in these last, like he had the one stretch where he came back hot, had a few big games, like the last three or four, he's just been awful again. And like the heat game, like maybe his worst game of the season, the Cavs game also, he was not good. His shooting percentages over the last few games are just like under, he's making like less than a third of his shots. And now we're just like back to the point with him again, where it's like, I mean, what do we even do here? Like, it, like, is this just going to be a thing this season where he is just so up and down? He's barely, I think barely over 40% shooting for the season. I uh, still missing just tons of bunnies. Again, he still does stuff, other stuff decently. Well, I know the heat game was a total disaster, but like, I mean, just what do we do? What do the bulls do about this? Is this just a situation where just like you're praying that he gets, he finds a, some consistency again. Do you look to trade him like this at the deadline? Like, I feel like that wouldn't be the best look, but like, I mean, I don't even know what you're trading him for right now. Uh, get, considering how poorly he's playing, just like, what is the deal with this guy? And like, what do the Bulls do about it? Yeah, man, it's been uh, really confounding. I feel like the fan base has been at war with itself over whether or not we should freak out about Vooch. <laughs> Half of the people are like, Vooch is going to be fine. This is just an extended slump. Don't freak out. When Vooch tested positive for COVID, missed his first game against the Warriors, a game where the Bulls just got absolutely steamrolled, the Vooch defenders all jumped up and said, well, this is why Vooch is going to be fine. This is why you need Vooch. The team was clearly missing, uh, you know, a key piece with Tony Bradley in the starting lineup instead of him. And I really felt like Vooch's impact, uh, like, Vooch's absence showed how important he is to the team when he was up because they really don't have many other options at the five without him. Well, Vooch comes back and I don't have the box score in front of me. What did he finish against Miami? It was like five for 15 from the field. Maybe three of 15. Let's pull that. He had a really rough shooting game and looking at Vooch's statistics on the season, he's just down from pretty much every area of the floor in terms of shooting the ball To me, the most concerning number, Jason, is his attempts within zero and three feet. So that's classified at the rim at basketball reference. Vooch takes 18% of his shots within three feet. For his career, he has made 51.4% of his shots. This year, he's making 43.2% of his shots. And he's taken the most attempts at the rim that he's taken uh, in a while. So... Vooch, you got to be able to make those shots at the rim, but then you go to every other aspect of the floor and his numbers are down there too. From uh, from three to 10 feet, last year he was making uh, 48.4% of his attempts between three and 10 feet. This year, 37.5% of his attempts between three and 10 feet. That's brutal. Uh, you could go out to like the deep mid-range uh, from 10 to 16 feet or 16 feet to three-point range. He's been about a 45% shooter from there. Now he's about a 40% shooter. So uh, Vooch has been on a horrible slump. It is showing no signs of slowing down. But with that being said, I was listening to the Bulls HQ podcast. I think this was like a week ago. That's with Mark and Will. Their most recent episode with Steph, they also had a really good Bulls discussion. I listened to that today. Uh, talking about, you know, what the Bulls could do with Vooch. So make sure you check out that episode as well. But one thing I thought was interesting about uh, the Bulls HQ recent podcast was, I think Mark threw out a number that like, there's three players in the NBA with a defensive rebound rate above 29% 
an assist rate above, uh, I want to say like 17% and a three-point percentage above 34%. It's Jokic, Embiid, and Vooch. So what those numbers basically tell you is that Vooch is still a very good passing set, right? Like I think his passing has been really good the whole year. You saw when Tony Bradley was in the lineup in place of Vooch that Bradley couldn't catch the ball and pass the ball, make a decision on the fly the way Vooch has been able to, right? So when defenses trap Vooch, when defenses trap either DeRozan or Levine coming off a screen, Vooch is a great release valve. In those situations, there's not a lot of centers who are as good as he is at catching the ball, making a read, making the right pass. So Vooch is still a very good passer. Defensive rebounding, you know, that's something that every team needs. When you don't have it, you notice it. And Vooch has still been a really good defensive rebounder for the Bulls. And then he's hitting 34% of his threes despite such a rough, shooting season. And that is way down from where he was at last year. He was at 40% last year or above it. Uh, But, you know, there's just not that many centers in the league who can give you the defensive rebounding, the passing, the shooting. And that doesn't even factor in some of the other stuff Vooch does. This year, he's played pretty well defensively. You know, that was something for the majority of his career. He's been a guy who's been a very good offensive center and probably like a slightly below average defensive center. At least that's his reputation. Now, he was part of many defenses in Orlando that finished above league average. So perhaps that reputation was unfair, but really Vooch is just a guy who's sort of limited defensively, right? He's not quick moving backwards. He doesn't have much vertical pop in terms of being a rim protector to deter shots in the paint. But what he does is just take up a lot of space. I think he's been good on that end defensively this year. Uh, And you just hope the shooting percentages start to tick up like, I've been going back and forth and what I think could be the issue with Vooch. Like, has he lost some sort of athleticism where he's not like elevating as closely on these three foot shots as he was before? Is it a case of the yips, which is what they were talking about on the Bulls HQ podcast that some players just, uh, you know, go through these extended shooting slumps. The most famous example is Chuck Knobloch, I think, in uh, recent sports history. But Ben Simmons last year with the Sixers would be another example where he was very good the entire season, horrible against the Hawks in the playoffs. Uh, I'm wondering if it might be the ball. The NBA did change the ball this year, moving to a Wilson ball. There's been several star players who have had really bad years. Damian Lillard is shooting under 40% from the field and under 30% from three. Bradley Beal has been terrible this year, too. Vooch is another guy who... You know, all-star the last two seasons, I believe, this year, really struggling to shoot the ball. So uh, I don't really know what the answer is, Jason. I do know that the Bulls only have Vooch under contract for one more year after this season, and his salary actually goes down from $24 million to $22 million. He's on a rare declining contract in the NBA. Uh, he is 31 years old. He just turned 31 in October, so... You would think this would be the tail end of his prime. You would think a player like him, whose game is based more around size and skill than raw athleticism, should be able to age pretty well. But when you look at the Bulls roster and what they need both this year and moving forward, I feel like the center spot is the obvious upgrade, right? Like, as long as DeRozan keeps performing at this level, and of course he could fall off at any point, given how high his level has been this year, uh, you know, just to be able to get a different center in there, I think is something the Bulls are going to have to look at long term. In terms of short term, uh, I know on on the discussion with Mark, Will, and Steph, they discussed like 
Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis. I don't really see the Bulls doing that this year because I think Vooch does sort of give you the sort of center you're looking for if he's the best version of himself. Right. Unfortunately, he's been the worst version of himself. And, you know, if the Bulls were to make a trade in season, I think what they should be looking for is like a small ball five option to close games where when Vooch is struggling, you know, you can have another small ball five option that's not Derek Jones, someone who's a little bit bigger. Yeah. And more consistent in that spot, but uh, the Vooch stuff has just been a disaster. And his <laughs> post-game quotes, man, after every game, I just, just feel for it so much because yeah. uh, I- I'm going to read off a couple here, and then go for it. You could chime in, but you know, this was after the Miami game. Vooch said, "Quote: It's very disappointing for me because I'm trying to be there for my team and do what I have to do to help us win, and I'm not doing it right now. I'm coming up short for my teammates, and that's the most frustrating part." There are games where I didn't play as well, but we were winning. So it's not that big of a deal. But when you lose and you don't play well, you feel even more responsibility, like it's your fault. Then he said, I've never been through a slump like this, and I just have to work myself out of it. There's no other way. Obviously, I'm not playing well right now. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing my job. I have to figure it out plain and simple. So Vooch isn't running from accountability. He's not blaming the ball like me. But, dude, just make some chops. Make some chops within three feet. That's the only thing that matters right now, Booch. You fix the scoring at the rim, and everything else will fall into place. I really believe that. Yeah, I mean, this look here's the last. I'm looking at his game log here from December. Uh, so well, I guess even going back to that like Hornets game or that first Miami game, he was awful. Uh, and then this Hornets game was like his breakout. He had 30, 14, 5, shot 12, 19 from the field, six of six from three. The Knicks game, he was awesome again, 27. 7-3, 10 of 18, 5 9 from 3. The last four games, the, the Nets win 5 of 13 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. Nuggets win 8 of 24, 3 of 8 from 3. So good three-point shooting there on good volume, but he was only 5 of 16 from 2. That's brutal. Uh, Cleveland game, 8 of 23 overall, 1 of 7 from 3. Heat game, 3 of 15 overall, 1 of 4 from 3. And that's, So that's 2 of what? 2 of 11 from 2 in that game. Uh, seven of 16 from two in the Cavs game, but I mean, two of 11 from two point range for him. I mean, that's just, that's atrocious. I mean, just, it, it's, it's brutal. It is confounding. You mentioned those quotes that he said it is brutal. And he's trying, he's trying to keep, uh, he's trying to keep the sense of humor throughout this whole COVID stuff as well with these tweets and all that stuff, bringing up the three on three against the Pistons game. And like, it's, you do feel for him. Like I, I, I don't want to like be too harsh on him because he is not, it's not like he's like loafing out there. Like he is battling. He's trying, he is doing, he's contributing in other areas. It just, when guys miss shots like this, when you, when you miss shots and then when there's just like some bad defensive breakdowns, it's like really easy to look at the big slow guy on defense and when you're bricking so many like open shots and you're bricking bunnies, it just makes things look so much worse. Uh, so it's just like you look at him and just like, what is up? What is up, my guy? Uh, so, yeah, at, at this point, we've seen him have some of these games, but he just hasn't been able to put together more than like two good games in a row. Uh, I don't I just I guess. Yeah, I don't really know how you can fix that. It's not like the Bulls are like he's getting his opportunities. He's had two straight games with over 20 shots. This last game, he got 15 shots. It's not like this is a matter of the bulls, like are freezing him out or he's like not getting a chance for a rhythm. I feel like the bulls look for him early in games to get him looks. He just isn't hitting them. Uh, and it's just, he's got to start hitting him. Otherwise like the bulls will, if they're healthy, they'll still be a really good team. But if the bulls are going to be like the best version of themselves and actually be that contender that we have talked about, he can't be shooting 
35, 40% from the field. He's going to have to be a bit more consistent when games really start to matter. Uh, when games, when playoff games get in crunch time, like he just can't be, can't be this bad. Otherwise maybe they do make a move for somebody else and they play, they play smaller or they get, they bring another center in and they, he plays. We'll see. It is definitely just a frustrating situation with him right now, but I don't want to bail on him yet. Uh, but it's only natural for fans to be like, this guy sucks. They need to get somebody better because this team is good and you don't want to waste an opportunity because of this guy all of a sudden falling off a cliff. In the name everyone's keeping an eye on long-term is, of course, Jokic. He's a free agent in the summer of 2023. They has the connection with Karnaschovas. That's the year Vooch's contract expires. If the Bulls could somehow land Jokic, man, you know, raise that yeah. seventh. Yeah, that's that that's be, the dream for sure. That would be insane. Yeah, but I would also maybe look at Cat. The Wolves bad again. I think Cat has two years on his deal after this season. I think that's all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cat's not going to be on the Wolves for a third contract. You wouldn't think like that would be like the upside. Maybe they really turn things around. I mean, they have a fun young core. Just like they've had moments where they look great, and then there's no consistency there. Which again is pretty normal for a young team. We've dealt with it. Uh, but at some point they got to do something here because he's in year six, seven now at this point, and he's been in the playoffs once. And they were hoping they were making a they were going to make a big jump this year. They did win. They did beat the Blazers last night, but I think they're towards the bottom of the East right now, or the what? Not the East, the West. They are. I guess they are twelve and fifteen. That they are ninth. They are ninth in the West right now. So they're kind of right there because the West has been kind of trash. But. uh They've just been kind of meandering about, and if they if they definitely don't make like any notable like progress, you do have to wonder like what his future will be like there. And obviously, Cat's a superstar level guy. Like when Cat changes teams, that's going to be like the next huge player to change teams. The vast majority of the teams in the NBA will want Cat, and there will be a huge bidding war for him. And Cat might even pick his next destination, right? Yeah. And I'm sure some people are listening to this thinking, "Well, Cat's just not a winner. He's never been a good defensive center. He's never been part of a winning." culture. Uh, I've been a cat apologist for a long time. I've always thought that he was, you know, could be a super effective player in a better situation, but I do think that towns potentially could play a similar style of defense that Vooch is playing, right? Just basically taking up a lot of space on the floor, trying to be in the right spot at the right time, not being counted on to be that backline rim protector. Obviously cats an absolutely phenomenal shooter. He's a pretty good passer though. He's an ambitious passer. You'll always <laughs> see clips of him trying to make Jokic style passes, yeah. <laughs> turnovers, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking big and if Jokic ends up staying in Denver, Maybe Cat, man, that could be uh that could be an interesting center for the Bulls. I mean, obviously he's a superstar. Every yeah. team's gonna want him. So uh just throwing that out there because he is someone who could potentially change teams in the next couple of years. Yeah. Certainly not. I don't think that's happening this year. The Timberwolves are Definitely probably gonna either. ride things out this year. Uh we'll see what he says about maybe if he wants a trade. I would guess he's not a guy. He'll put maybe in the next two, maybe two years, maybe next year if things go like really bad for them. But yeah. Uh, obviously AK and Eversley were aggressive. They've been aggressive the last year. They'll surely continue to be aggressive as possible. Uh, with leading up to this trade deadline, uh, bull, right now, the key is just the bulls getting healthy, uh, getting their guys back, finding that chemistry again, and trying to build on, get some more wins. Cause right now it's just a mess. The team is a mess. COVID has just ravaged them. It's brutal. Uh, and that's basically the bottom line for right now. So, um, I got nothing else. You, you got anything else? We should we wrap it up here? 
I think we don't have much to talk about, yeah, man, because right. the Bulls don't have any games this week. Yeah, the last two games were a joke. They have no games this week. Again, their next scheduled game as of right now, Sunday, at home against the Lakers. Lakers starting to play a little better with LeBron looking more like himself lately. Uh, but again, we do not know if that game is definitely going to happen. My guess is yes, just because they are the Bulls are supposed to have some guys coming back. But we will see in the ne- in the coming days uh, about that. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for us here at Cash Considerations, HI Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Go check out all those great other podcasts if you're interested all across the Blue Wire Network. There's tons of tons of great content coming out from Blue Wire. So please go peruse the Blue Wire podcast selection for us here at Cash. As always, please rate, review us, give us those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Leave us, leave us reviews or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those fun places. Uh, for Twitter, you can find me at Bulls underscore J. Ricky is at SBN underscore Ricky. Please hit us up. Uh, ask us questions. Let us uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, and as always, shout out to Fuzzgun for our great uh, new intro for this season. Go check out his SoundCloud. So for us here at Cash Considerations, the Chicago Bulls podcast, Jason and Ricky. We'll see when the Bulls play next. We'll talk to you guys next time. This is last year's Bulls. It's not last year's Bulls. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.